spooky friends. Welcome to another episode of Dairyland Frights, the paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. My name is John, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, two co-hosts Brooke and Megan. So how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Um, you'll have to excuse us if there's any weird audio glitches. We've been having some technical difficulties, but uh, we're powering through it, and we're going to give you a good episode. Yes, regardless. we are. <laughs> and if you're a witch that can curse a certain Wi-Fi uh, establishment, um, please reach out dairylandfrights at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. All right. So today, Megan is going to take us on a trip to Galena, one of the most haunted towns in Illinois. So take it away, Megan. All right. I love Galena. I've been there twice now. I love taking, you know, a few trips down there per year, but I feel like Brooke, I don't know if you've been there, John, but I feel like Brooke can attest. There's this like crazy sort of like energy when you're there. It's, it's just odd and hard to describe. And I'll kind of talk about like my experience later, but this place is haunted AF. Like it's mm-hmm. very, <laughs> there's lots of spirits going on. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, definitely has good. that vibe too. Like it's like an old mining town. Just I love it so much. We go there every year for uh, Thanksgiving, and it's it's amazing. I love it. So I'm excited to to hear you talk about the spookiness. Yeah, have you been there, John? Uh, yes, a couple of times. It's it's you're right. It has an odd feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's not like bad or good. It's just like it, it's just mm-hmm. like you're living in a different yeah. time. So yeah, that's a Absolutely. good way of describing it for sure. Yeah. So. One of the biggest hauntings I'm going to talk about today is this lady in black at the DeSoto House Hotel. So if you have ever been to Galena, you know of the DeSoto. It's a gorgeous hotel. It's still open today, but even to this day, there are a ton of hauntings and different paranormal activities like going on in the hotel. So I'm going to talk about that today. And I even found a few pictures of real ghosts that I'm going to share with both of you. And I'm going to put it on our Ooh. Facebook and our Instagram. But one of them Ooh. is allegedly of this lady in black. So you'll all have to tell me if you think it's real. Looks pretty convincing to me, but very cool. Yeah, so I just want to cover a few of the sources that I use for this podcast. I want to thank the City of Galena website. I use the DeSoto House Story website, of the actual DeSoto House Hotel website. And then I also use Haunted Rooms of Illinois. Hmm, very cool. All right, so I wanted to give a a little bit of background information about Galena. As John said, got to get through the boring stuff first before we get to the fun ghost stories, so... Galena is this like small historic (laughs) riverfront town in northwestern Illinois and it's pretty you know quaint and uh very like tight-knit there's only about 3,000 people who live there today which is not huge it's 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 a it's a nice small town feel but like I said there's like kind of like this like magical historical atmosphere there because all of the buildings look like perfectly intact like how they were back in the 1800s so just walking down Mm -hmm. going through the shops and it's just a very interesting place to visit so like Brooke said it's it's just like an interesting feeling like you're kind of stepping back in time like I said all the brick buildings are like they don't look a day older than they were when they were built in the 1800s. And mm-hmm. I actually read that some people call Galena the the town that time forgot, which totally makes sense because 
it, it feels like you're walking down an 1800s street when you're there. Yeah, 100%. One of the coolest things on the main drag, if any of you get to go there, is there's this really old house that's still standing today. It's called the Dowling House, and it was built in 1826 as this like trading post and residence. And if you think about that, it's almost 200 years old and it's still standing and you can walk right up to it and you can check it out. And it's just a cool piece of history that you can check out right in Illinois. That's cool. It's older than Wisconsin is. It's what, 1848, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's crazy, crazy to think about, Brooke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really stands yep. the test of time. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Another cool thing for our history buffs out there, anybody who knows Galena knows that there is a very interesting political history with Galena. Abraham Lincoln actually spoke from the balcony of the DeSoto House Hotel back in the day. So that's, you know, something cool that that hotel is known for. And also in 1860, Ulysses S. Grant actually came to Galena to work in his father's leather goods store. So during this time, he was, you know, meeting lots of politically influential people. And he was actually named a general in the Civil War at the time. So he actually lived in two homes in Galena, and both of them still stand today. So you can visit them. And I think the original Grant home, you can actually rent as a bed and breakfast Oh, which interesting. is pretty cool. Yeah, you can just like live in this like historical oh, cool. building and you like can check out, you know, the historical books in the library and cool place for you to check out if you want a historical based vacation. Yeah. There's like a museum too, like the Ulysses S. Grant Museum. It might be like the other house that they turned mm-hmm. into a museum. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you can go inside and check it out. It's open to the public. Super cool. Would definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. So quick, a uh, little way, bit of history Abraham about Lincoln, Galena. <laughs> yeah, why is that? <laughs> I was just Discussed. saying, Abraham Lincoln is my favorite president. Just because. Yeah, why? <laughs> I like his hat. It's just a cool guy. Like <laughs> He's got a cool hat. <laughs> That's all you need to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I need to know. That's uh, <laughs> good. That's fair. Well, that brings me to the name of Galena, because I was like, why is it named Galena? Like, that's such a, like, very specific name. And, you know, before we get to all that spooky stuff in Galena, I wanted to point out that Galena was actually the site of the first major mineral rush in the United States. It's like, okay, what what is a mineral rush? What are we talking about? Well, you probably guessed what the mineral was. It was Galena. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You never would have guessed, Brooke. (laughs) Yeah. So back in uh, 1826, the town was named Galena for the massive amount of lead mining that happened there. And I actually had to look this up because I'm not, you know, a geology major or anything. But Galena is actually the technical term for lead sulfide. So that's an ore of lead. So that's kind of how the town got its name. So Back in the day, in, you know, the 1820s, the population of Galena was exploding. There were over 10,000 people living there at the time. And that was actually more people than the amount of people who lived in Chicago at the time. So Galena was like a hopping place to be. Like, even in fact, uh, in 1845, Galena was shipping this like record amount of lead out of the area. I found this one stat that one year, 1845, they shipped 54.5 million 
pounds of lead wow. in just that year, which is crazy to me. That is crazy. It was also one of the wealthiest wow. cities in the state of Illinois at the time, which is just interesting that like tiny Galena, 3000 people nowadays was like rivaling Chicago at the, at the time. So, yeah. Yeah. That's I think so interesting. The most amount of people it got at the, at the time was 14,000 people, which today there's only 3000. So I think, you know, the, the economic focus of the town kind of shifted over the years. So, yeah, it seems like it's interesting I was just going to mention, Megan, because like the there's like the town of Galena, but then um, a little ways away, maybe like a mile to like the southeast, there's like the Galena territories, which I think is where most of the population lives now, but it's like a separate town. So it feels like a lot bigger than 3000 people because there's so much tourism. And then a lot of people live in that Galena territory. And there's also houses that are like rented constantly. That's where we usually stay is in that area. Mm-hmm. So it's like it still feels like a lot more than 3000 people live there. It's very bustling, but it's definitely more like the tourism part of it now. But I definitely love Galena for its history and its architecture. Just a lot of the buildings there are historically preserved and many of them are on historical registries too. So kind of a cool place to visit, especially when the summer is nice. It is so busy. I noticed the last time I was down there, there are tons of bachelorette parties down there. So I there was are. thinking- yeah, I was thinking, John, if you want to, you know, get go in on a side business with me, I thought we could do like haunted bachelorette parties. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, God. I think that would be totally God. great. I'll put my money in. Yeah, we'll get the oh. we'll get the. <laughs> John's having technical issues again. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, we could get the bachelors from the Bachelors Grove Cemetery, and we'll hook them up with the the bachelorettes from your guys's little tourism <laughs> venture. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I'll keep pushing. So, um, Galena, as you know, very beautiful, very historical. But for those who know, it is also extremely haunted. <laughs> there have been ghost sightings since the 1800s. And, you know, ghost stories were even printed in the local newspapers at the time, which I think is so interesting that there was just been so much activity going on. So mm-hmm. um, lots of spooky places to visit. I'm going to talk about the DeSoto House Hotel right now. And I'm also going to talk about some restaurants and some other places that you can visit. So the DeSoto House Hotel, that this is definitely probably the most infamous haunted place. And I've got some really cool stories and cool photos to share with you all today. So this is actually one of the oldest operating hotels in Illinois. And it's kind of got this like old Victorian style, like lavish feel, but it also has ghosts in it. So so it's definitely a whole experience if you want to get spooked. There's this prominent ghost, they call her the Lady in Black, and she allegedly roams the hallways in the basement of the DeSoto House Hotel. So I know, Brooke, you've been there. Have you ever had any like weird feelings yeah. while you're there? I've never stayed there. So we, I, every time I go, we like go into the, cause the front entrance is, um, is like very accessible. And then they have like a restaurant connected to it. And then on the other side, they have like a, like a vintage soda store. So I always go there to buy some like uh, various root beers from around the Midwest, which is fun. Nice. And we walk into the DeSoto house and you can kind of, there's like a cool like spiral staircase that goes up and you can walk around the, um, the hallways and there's like this pretty kind of courtyard area with like a little restaurant 
Um, it's like it's a very cool hotel, but and I've walked around and kind of like sat in certain places to be like, maybe I'll see a ghost. I have not seen anything <laughs> thus far, but um, but it's still like it definitely has that uh that haunted spooky vibe for sure. Well, I am actually going to share real stories from real people who actually nice. experienced ghosts today. So stay tuned for that. But um, a little bit of background about the DeSoto. It was opened in 1855. So a long time ago. And back in the day, unsurprisingly, the DeSoto really catered to many of the people that were arriving in Galena, especially since it was this flourishing mining town and trade center. So lots of people to stay at the hotel. This is interesting. The original building had five stories and today it has three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very interesting. But back in the day, this was a very luxurious hotel to stay in. There were 225 guest rooms. There was this gentleman's reading room. I'm not sure what that means, but sounds very lavish. There was a <laughs> ladies parlor, a 300 seat dining hall, um, a huge kitchen that could make food for hundreds of guests. And it had its own gas works for lighting halls, dining rooms and public areas. So I also found that it had retail stores, a saloon, offices and a bowling alley back in the day, which so this is awesome. like a hopping place to be. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Megan, I think it was the largest hotel in the Midwest when it was It was. Built. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it, it was pretty impressive. And even to this day, it has a, a very cool look. It's like this um, mm -hmm. like light red brick um, building with like tons of windows around it. So very cool. So something interesting about the DeSoto, it, it sounds like a very like lavish, amazing place. And it was, but it definitely had its fair share of tragedies and weird situations going on over the years. So only four years after it opened, the, the um, hotel suffered this like big fire that happened in 1859. And this fire destroyed like a dozen rooms on every single floor. There was water and smoke damage. It was just a, a not a great experience. Mm. And then in 1869, a steam boiler in the hotel's basement exploded. So th things wow. were just, you know, back in the day, did, they didn't have OSHA. They didn't, they didn't have, <laughs> you know, safety regulations. So kind of doesn't surprise me, but all of these, you know, terrible incidents that happened um, made the hotel be put up for rent in May of 1870. And all the furnishings were auctioned off and, the hotel actually closed its doors in 1870. So um, it could have been the end for it, but this man at, ended up purchasing. The DeSoto house definitely seemed like this amazing place to visit, but unfortunately there were a lot of different, like unfortunate occurrences that happened to the hotel. I mean, even just four years after it opened, the hotel had this big fire that happened in 1859 and the fire actually destroyed like dozens of rooms on each floor and there was water damage and smoke damage. So that definitely uh, messed with the hotel a bit. And then to make things worse in 1869, this steam boiler in the hotel's basement actually exploded. Ugh. So all of these different things that were going on actually made the hotel um, get put up for rent in 1870. Um, all the furnishings were auctioned off and then they actually closed the doors in um, December of 1870. 
But it all worked out because this um, other man, W.H. Blewett, he ended up purchasing the hotel in 1871 and he decided, I'm just going to revamp this, give it a whole new vibe. So he sort of redecorated and um, this really drew a lot of different uh, clientele that came to the hotel. One thing that I learned was that the hotel started to host a lot of traveling performers, which is really interesting. So I wanted to look up some of the people um, that were like very famous and stayed there. So Ooh. the first person that stayed there, his name was General Tom Thumb, which oh, is awesome. Heard of him. Yeah, yeah he, that's his stage name. So his real name was actually Charles Sherwood Stratton. And he was this um, American performer. He was a little person who um, got his fame from performing with the P.T. Barnum Circus. So I kind of like looked into him and learned more about him. He was only five years old when he started touring with the circus. And he was wow. only three feet, four inches tall, which is really cool. Um, and then in the circus, he would sing and he would dance and mime and he would do like impersonations of famous people. Uh, and he was like wildly popular. People loved him. So it was it's really cool to see that he stayed at the hotel. Very cool. And then another group that I wanted to look up, this group was called the Dupree and Greens Minstrels. So this oh. was an American minstrel group that was popular in the late uh, 1860s, 1870s. And for, you know, people who don't really know, minstrel shows were mostly put on by, like, white people who were wearing blackface makeup. So it wasn't the greatest. Very racist. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the greatest show type. So this was, like, a kind of show that would really, like, portray racial stereotypes of African Americans as played by white people. But not great. But that type of show actually got pushed out of style in favor of vaudeville style theater. So it really went out of style, wasn't really um, super popular anymore. So glad that we've come a long way since then. But it's it's interesting that there were a lot of well-known uh, groups that stayed at the DeSoto for the time. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So as I mentioned, the DeSoto House Hotel is open today. It's not as, you know, grandiose as it was back in the day. Like I mentioned, it's only three stories tall now. There's 55 guest rooms, um, but there's a lot of different... Um, amenities that you can take advantage of in the hotel but there is something else in the hotel it is the <laughs> lady in black which so we're finally getting to the the most infamous infamous uh ghost that is known to haunt the DeSoto hotel yes love her yeah so <laughs> these stories they date all the way back to like the 1800s of like ghosts within the DeSoto and lots of people have seen specifically this lady in black that's what they like to call her so people say they see this woman and she you know is this full body apparition she's wearing black like a black period dress and what she'll do is she'll kind of descend the staircase and then disappear into this specific wall so there's nothing like specifically interesting about this wall but people say that she specifically keeps disappearing into this specific spot in the hotel so I will actually post this on Instagram, but I found allegedly a real photo of the lady in black in full apparition form. And I, uh -huh. I feel like it looks pretty legit. I, you'll have to tell me what you guys think, but I will post it on Facebook and Instagram and leave us a comment. Let us know if you think it looks real, but um, it, it definitely looks interesting. Yeah. Do you, did you say when was this taken? Do we know? It oh, I like will. Yeah, I'll have to check on it, but um, I think it was yeah. a few years ago. 
Okay, I was gonna say that like it looks kind of legit. Like you can see the shape of a face and like maybe long hair, but also like with Photoshop, it also looks like it could have just been someone like coloring in some black on, a, <laughs> on top right. of another photo. Like I could but. see like her veil. Yeah. I don't know. It, it definitely could be photoshopped. I want you all to let me know. So yeah, we'll, we'll get that posted for you all. So for sure. Um, beyond seeing this lady in black, other people have reported like hearing voices in the hallways and like seeing and smelling this like phantom cigar smoke, which is definitely reflective of the time period. Hmm. Here is something super interesting. I think you guys will really enjoy this. So the DeSoto Hotel made this Facebook post and they said, hey, you know, we're known for the lady in black. Have you ever seen the lady in black? And there were a ton Ooh. of comments on it. And I'm actually going to read some of the real life testimonials that people left on that specific post. I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I just like hearing, you know, different people's stories. So. All right, I have four very quick stories for you all. This first story comes from Bonnie Alm Alheim. Um, she says, my husband and I were in the library watching a video at the DeSoto. We were sitting on the couch above the courtyard window when we both turned our, turned our heads at the same time. Something had passed behind us in the window. We looked but realized we were on the second floor and no hall was behind us. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was more of like a like a, a presence or an apparition floating by. So it definitely caught both of their attention, which is very interesting. Yeah. This next story is from Vera Tierney. She says, my husband and I stayed overnight two years ago in the upstairs street side corner room. I had trouble sleeping. I looked at the foot of our bed and a woman in this black silky dress with a veil walked past. She turned huh. and looked at me as she walked through the wall. She seems to do that a lot. Just walk through walls. <laughs> I know. She's just, she's very efficient. She likes yeah. to get where she needs to go. Very interesting. So those are the most interesting ones of the lady in black specifically, but there have been other sightings of other apparitions. So I'm actually going to read two of those as well, which I think you'll find interesting. This third story comes from Vivian Taffel Perry. And she says, I have not seen the lady in black, but I have seen the apparition of a union soldier near the mm. corner of the courtyard restaurant coming out of the entry to the generals. I thought it was a person who might be an actor, but when I turned to say hello, there was no one there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, like, that there would be Union soldier ghosts in the area. Like, yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, a really cool last testimonial. Um, this is from Sean McLeavy. He says, I captured this photo which when looked at large, you can see this image of a child on the stairs in the DeSoto. It appears to be holding the railing coming down the stairs. I have a shot of the moment before and it's not there. No flash was used and no lighting changed between the photos. And I actually put it in for Brooke to see and I will also put it on our Instagram and Facebook. But I, I don't know if I can specifically see like the shape of a child, but it looks almost like there's like a smudge in the photo as like someone's coming yeah. down the stairs. So it, it's on the far right, about halfway down the stairs is the small smudge. So maybe it could be something. Maybe. It, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I would have to see his 
like other photo where it's not there to like yeah be able to see it but i i do see the smudge though that you're talking about that's mm -hmm. interesting yeah you all have to let us know leave a comment on our instagram or our facebook and let us know what you think yeah. So this is something interesting that I read about the lady in black specifically. So back in 2011, there was something mysterious that was kind of uncovered about this lady. Um, so that year specifically, Galena had this flood that destroyed a lot of the drywall in the hotel's lower level. So what they ended up doing was they removed the drywall and behind it, they found this doorway opening, which subsequently is where this lady in black always seems to, to disappear. Oh. So the theory is that she doesn't realize that there's, you know, a, a wall there now. So she's just going through the door as she remembered when she was alive. So I think that's, you know, kind of why she keeps going through that specific spot. And what they ended up doing is that they didn't actually recover it up. They put plexiglass there so you can actually see through it now. So huh, kind of cool. cool to unearth history. Like <clears throat> yeah. That. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's a few places in the DeSoto that are <laughs> more haunted than others. So if you really want to like scare your pants off, the third floor seems to be the spot that has the most haunted activity. Like there was this one lady, she was a desk clerk there and she like never really believed in the paranormal. But one night she was on the third floor late at night and she felt this like chill and uh, she saw this like bright ball of light that zoomed past her. And she also said that room 333 specifically gave her this very uneasy feeling. So you can actually book this if you want. You just have to ask for it. But um, I don't know if I would be brave enough to <laughs> stay in the hotel. But I mean, it could be kind of cool. But um, I thought this was interesting. I read that guests will often hear footsteps and noises coming from above the third floor. But remember, there are no oh. floors above the third floor. Right. But there used to be. That's, That's true. <laughs> That's true. So maybe it's like a, a sort of um, like energy that's still yeah. tied to the building. Hmm. <laughs> the very last thing that made me laugh was that this one lady, uh, she commented on the Facebook thread that the DeSoto was hosting, like, hey, have you seen the lady in black? <laughs> she told me that her or she wrote in the post that the lady in black was tickling her husband's feet and he couldn't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> So wow. I don't know what this lady's motive is. She just likes to, you know, she's hang just around. causing mischief, doing weird <laughs> stuff, being yeah. spooky. That's so funny. I feel like John would get a kick. Uh, you know, John is listening. He is having some leg issues, so he can't <laughs> participate at the moment. But John, if you can hear us, text us your thoughts on the feet tickling, and we'll let, <laughs> let everyone know. <laughs> See right up your alley, John. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, All right. Just a quick break here. Um, I was really thinking about, you know, that energy of Galena and like, what does that mean? So um, one thing I was kind of thinking about, like there's this huge concentration of ghosts there. Maybe that's because there's like a high number of tragedies over the centuries. Of course, with it being a mining town, there's bound to be some accidents that happen. But another thing that I was thinking about is that Galena is sort of situated in this valley. So Part of me wonders is maybe there's like energy trapped within the valley. Cause like, if you think mm. about it, all of the different buildings, they look exactly like they did in the 1800s. So maybe the, the ghosts just feel right at home. They, they don't know like what time period it is, but um, 
Maybe it's just that's, sort of like a residual yeah. haunting kind of like that. That that's like an interesting thought because yeah, it really is. It's interesting because if you um like where we usually stay in the Galena territories is kind of more up on the hill, and there's kind of this winding path that you take up there and you can actually like look down on the town of Galena and see like the river and see that it is definitely like in a valley. So I think that's kind of a cool, a cool theory. Yeah. Don't know if I can prove it, but it, it just seems like when you're <laughs> walking down the main drag with all the different 1800 style shops, there's just this like echo of history yeah. while you're walking through there. So it's pretty cool. Let us know. By the way, uh, John said that uh, he's super ticklish and he wants the lady in black to <laughs> tickle his feet. <laughs> All right, John, that's room number 333. Go ahead and go for it. <laughs> 333, that's like such I know. a like, typical it's like the Holy like, Trinity course. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, it would be room 333. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to book that and see yeah, if we for can sure. see the lady in black. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on from the DeSoto, awesome uh, hotel to stay at, but I just wanted to cover a few more places in Galena that you can visit. The next place I wanted to talk about is called MB Eatery and Lounge. This is a restaurant on Galena's uh, main drag street downtown. And according to the owner, Mary Beth, MB, that's her initials, MB Eatery, um, she has actually seen items in the kitchen go flying off the shelves, which I Ooh. couldn't find anything more than that. But it's on like multiple like websites. So obviously, you know, this lady has told a variety of people, but I just think it's interesting. Like, why do you think ghosts like find fun in throwing things and knocking things out? Or I don't know if you have thoughts on that. Yeah. Like, I almost sometimes I wonder if it's like out of frustration, like they're trying to get people's attention and they and they can't, so they get like really angry and just like knock something over and then it finally like works. I feel like I've seen movies where that happens, so maybe that's what it is. That's totally or, funny that you bring that up because that made me think, you know, there's like different types of hauntings. So like one type of haunting that um John would be able to talk more about is uh poltergeists. So mm -hmm. these are like the kind of like noisy spirits. Like usually it starts off very innocent. Like there might be some knocks and bangs here and there, but usually the hauntings start getting like a little bit worse. Like furniture will move by itself or maybe it will even manifest itself as a full body apparition. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of movies are based off of poltergeist activity. Cause usually this is like the scariest of them all because you know, the, um, the poltergeist might be like shaking your bed at night or moving yeah. furniture across the room or like you come home and all the cabinets are open on their own yeah so. it's like it's like uh unpredictable also john said that he's gonna throw things at us when he's a ghost so he'll be a poltergeist <laughs> oh gosh that's fun <laughs> Jeez, what a aggressive ghost john we love that so is it a poltergeist at the mb eatery probably not but could be interesting that you know Maybe it's just a ghost trying to have a little fun playing a prank on people. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like the it. third place I wanted to talk about was Otto's Place. This is a little restaurant in downtown Galena. And this building actually used to be, or um, it, it's said to be haunted by Otto Salmon, who is kind of like the namesake of the establishment. And he was actually a former tenant and cafe owner there. And some people say that they can see Salman's apparition um, walking down the railroad tracks adjacent to the building, which might make sense if he, you know, lived there and spent his time there. But 
you know, people who uh, like eat at the restaurant and employees, they've, you know, seen this apparition and the running theory is that he, you know, stops by and he checks on the hotel or on the cafe, you know, just to see Aww. how things are going. So most people agree that Otto is probably just a friendly spirit who likes to stop by and check on people. So. Oh, I love that for him. Yeah, I feel like a cafe is like a good spot to to haunt if you're going to be a ghost and hang around and have fun, you know? Just yeah. do it in summer chill. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that'd be good. I think <laughs> if I were a ghost, I think I'd haunt uh, Schweigler's bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has ever been to Madison, like the Schweigler's experience is, it's a whole new it's, vibe. It's so unique. It's like the most diverse group of people. Like, <laughs> yep, it, yeah, they've it's got glow bowling. There's, you know, drunk people doing karaoke. Like if you want the full Wisconsin townie experience, Schweigler's. Yeah bowling alley yeah you gotta go you might even see brooke haunting the place yeah or doing karaoke if i'm alive karaoke (laughs) if i'm alive i'll be doing karaoke like you know (laughs) as a living person but if i'm dead then as a ghost yeah 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 we love it so stop on by maybe you'll see us introduce (laughs) ourselves All right, i have one last story for you all um this place is called jail hill inn So this is actually this like four story brick building that today has been transformed into this like luxurious six suite bed and breakfast jail in interesting. It actually used to be, as you might guess, a jail. Uh, There (laughs) aren't any ghosts here, unfortunately, but I did want to highlight this just because it has a interesting history. So this jail was actually built in 1878 and it only cost $16,000 at the time. Wow. But it's an 8,000 total square foot building, which is pretty large. And back in the day, the bottom two floors of the building um, kind of served as like an office and residence for the sheriff and his family. And then the third floor held male prisoners. And then the fourth floor held female prisoners. So I just think it's so funny. Like it's a funny concept to be like, oh, I'm, you know, me and my family live downstairs. I roll out of bed, make my coffee, go upstairs, and they're just dozens of inmates <laughs> hanging up. <laughs> right. And it's also interesting to have like a co-ed jail. I feel like I don't hear about that very yeah. often. Like, oh so, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a like a dorm or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it would be pretty convenient. You don't have to travel to get to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, This is another interesting thing. When the jail was built, they actually poured concrete over a steel floor. And this was to make sure that the inmates couldn't dig down through the floor and get to the jailer's family, which I thought was super interesting. Huh. Okay. So this jail. Yeah, exactly. You just want to keep it, you know, keep it safe. Um, But this jail was actually used until 1977, which is You know, not that long ago, but uh, it actually sat abandoned for about 26 years after that. But it um, got transformed into a bed and breakfast. And it's actually very beautiful. It does Um, look really pretty. Yeah. That's crazy. Kind of cool Mm. to stay in a spot that's, you know, full of history. But um, one interesting thing, they really tried to transform it, but also keep like a little bit of whispers of history within the jail. So in suite 301, you can actually see real prisoners' names that were carved into the concrete to That's this day. Crazy. Yeah. So like in your nice hotel room, there's just prisoners' <laughs> names. Like etchings. 
Yeah, so ticking the days away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta keep busy somehow. So, yeah. so I don't know. Would you stay in this hotel? I feel like I would, and all that it's not like a high security prison that's like super haunted. Like it looks like a nice place. So yeah, it looks and super if, cute. Yeah, and if no one says it's haunted, then you know I'm sure it's just a it's a chill. <laughs> yep. So yeah. you have the Jail Hill Inn, the Desoto. It, it kind of depends how much haunting you're looking for. Yeah, for sure. All right. So those are all my stories for today. Um, if you want to learn more about haunted history in Galena, there's actually three different companies who do Galena ghost tours. So I'm sure mm. they're all amazing. I haven't gotten a chance to do any of them yet. I would love to do those. But you can actually go all year round. Um, I'm sure going during Halloween would be really fun. But you mm -hmm. can learn more stories just like this. And then one last thing I wanted to call out. I thought this was super cool and I didn't know about it. Um, there's actually a haunted Galena conference that happens every year down in. Oh. Yeah. And as you can guess, it's hosted at the DeSoto hotel. And right. we just missed the one for 2023, but the next one that's going to go on is going to be April 19th and April 20th of 2024 in Galena. Very so cool. Yeah, I think it'd be really fun. There's like different speakers and workshops. Um, they talk about different hauntings, dark history, ghosts, mediumship, and all things paranormal. And you can also go and, you know, shop with exhibitors and vendors, mm. and like these after hours events with like paranormal investigators and research groups. And I think it sounds like a lot of fun. So maybe that's we should so cool. Calendar. Calendars. Put that on our calendar. Yeah, maybe by next year we'll be like invited to be speakers there or something. That would be fun. Yeah, hit us up. We'd love to. Yeah, <laughs> come on, DeSoto. <laughs> be awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, we have plenty of other episodes that you'd love. Um, just a few of them. I did one called Haunted Door County, where I covered seven different ghost stories from Wisconsin's Haunted Peninsula. That was a, a top listening podcast among our listeners. Thank you so much for listening into those. We also have the Velisca Axe Murderer. So if you're into, you know, true crime, this was a, a great episode. A little scary, but uh, definitely a, a good one to listen to if you're interested in that. We also have the uh, Creepy Encounters of Michigan Dogman and Haunted Mackinac. And then we also have Beasts of Bray Road and the Fister Hotel. So I kind of highlighted these because they're different places that you can visit in um, Wisconsin and Illinois and Minnesota and um, Michigan, different places in the area that you can check out. So just go to dairylandfrights.podbean.com. That's where we have all of our episodes. And you can also find it on all the major podcast sites. And don't forget, follow us on Facebook and Instagram or send us an email at dairylandfrights at gmail.com. So thanks yeah. so much for listening. Uh, we have a great episode coming up from Brooke. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Van Meter Visitor? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, next week we're going to be talking about the Van Meter Visitor. Um, it kind of is going to have a little bit of Chicago Mothman vibes, if you were into that episode. Um, kind of ties in a little bit. It's going to be pretty interesting. So um, it's kind of a fun story from the early 1900s um, in Iowa about a winged humanoid cryptid creature that terrorized a town for a couple days and then they chased it away mob style, uh, which I've always wanted to be part of like a pitchfork mob. So <laughs> it was there's kind still of time. <laughs> yeah, there's still time. It's fun to read about, uh, fun to learn about. So it's, it's fun. I'll talk about some um, some of our recurring characters as well um, from 
some of our stories of the Midwest. So it'd be kind of fun to check back in with them. And yeah, so that'll be really cool. And I, like Megan said, follow us wherever, wherever you follow podcasts. We also do have a Facebook page now. We're, we're getting there. We're, uh, you know, slowly building our social media presence. So, uh, so yeah, very exciting stuff. Awesome. Definitely want to check out the spooky images that we talked about in our podcast today. I'll make sure that we get those up. Yeah. You let us know if you think they're Photoshopped, if they're real. I'd love to hear all of your insight. Yes. And let us know if you've been to Galena. And if so, what was your favorite place? Remember, darelandfrights at gmail.com. We're always right. here. <laughs> awesome. I cannot wait to hear your story next week, Brooke. Um, stay tuned. And I can't wait to listen. Yeah. And John will be back. So don't if you miss him, don't worry. He'll be back. <laughs> we'll, we'll tune back in uh, next week. Have a good one. All week. right. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs>